Yeah, they had us the first half, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! Tennessee wins! I made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Reddit, Dit to Do, and welcome into More Important Issues. It is Monday, February 22nd. It's been a roller coaster of a weekend. Uh, you know, it depends on how you look at it. Um, if you're like me, and um, you, you weren't able to watch the first half of the Kentucky game. You decided not to get upset, not to get worked up. You have enough um, heart issues. You have, you have a history of it in your family. You're, you're overweight. You don't need any more. You just don't turn it on. And that's what I did Saturday. So I hope everybody had a good weekend like me. Yeah, or, or the first half, you, you don't even have to worry about the second half. You just know it's not going to be anything that you want to tune into. So yeah. that's what I did. Stay first half, you. I was like, oh, that was gross. Let's uh, – let's, not do that yeah it was uh it was an ugly affair um you know i really wanted to see uh you know tennessee get the sweep over kentucky uh seems like it's just like the the way it's gonna happen kentucky's worst year tennessee's worst year last year um you're gonna split it one and one um it's unfortunate a sweep would have been nice especially because kentucky fans are some of the most especially kentucky basketball fans are some of the most obnoxious people on planet earth oh yeah they're the worst so that you know that it would have been nice to get that sweep. Um, the good news is you got to see a uh, um, extra inning uh, grand slam. God, how cool that would have been if that was a walk off. It's unfortunate you're not the home team in that situation. Dead center. Dead center. Um, so you, you did get that on Sunday and baseball. You know, not as significant as opponent as Kentucky, but a sweep is a sweep. Yeah, you got it. You found a way. Uh, I mean, that's what. That's what's so. I mean, we've been saved by a, another sport every time we get down with, with one. So, yeah. basketball is kind of the savior to football, and now baseball is the savior to basketball. So, there's nothing hopefully, we don't need it. hopefully we don't need another lifesaver um, during this baseball season. That'd be nice. Yeah, there, there's nothing in June. So, baseball's got to just finish it out. Baseball's got to uh, – there's nothing to pick up, uh, uh, pick up the slack. You, you just got to win. Right. You just got to win. Uh, and hopefully, um, hopefully baseball can do that. Uh, we are going to talk about the football staff as always. I mean, that's, you know, that's a given, especially because, uh, it's all, almost complete. That's how Landon put it. Not quite, but getting there. Um, yeah, one more wheels are still moving. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, a little coded message. Maybe, um, I don't know how coded, you know, it may just, may have just been a tweet, uh, from Ty Simpson last night. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And it was deleted. It was, de- Oh, it was deleted. Is that a good thing? I don't know. I mean, I I don't really know either. I just maybe it wasn't. Maybe he thought that maybe he shouldn't have said that. Maybe he's trying to give something. He thought he was giving something away. Mm. Connecting because well, Tennessee fans were connecting the dots. I was connecting the dots. <laughs> well, uh, he was supposed to commit Friday. Um, decided to push that back due to uh, school closures. Um, you know, all the weather this week. That's it's still been 
I mean, there's still places in Texas that have not bounced back. Thankfully, Middle Tennessee and uh, West Tennessee weren't hit quite as hard. Uh, then we're going to talk about Hypel. Um, Hype House. So is that how UCF – no, UCF is the bounce house. Sorry. Sorry. Mm-hmm. This Sorry. is the Hype House. This is – no. Not, not willing to do that yet. Do not print the shirts. See, Landon, you're giving someone at UT an idea to print shirts. No. I'm, I'm not buying it yet. <laughs> they can print them all they want to, but I'm not buying it yet. I will never I, – I thankfully never bought any of those, like, Butch Please shirts or anything about like the, that. I – did you do no. that? No. Oh, no. God, no. <laughs> God, no. I'm not buying something because someone stutters. I stutter and I say I'd all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not buying – you know, yeah. I like the name, but uh, – well, let's 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 see a little something. Don't print the shirts. That's all. Even if you're winning big, don't print the shirts. Just print them. <laughs> uh, we will talk about the Kentucky game. Uh, we'll get into all of that. Oh, I man. thought you liked chaos. So wouldn't you want them to print it? That's not really chaos though. That's just like setting up for like embarrassment. Like that's like inviting embarrassment. Or chaos. Because if you don't win, there's going to be chaos. I guess it's a form of chaos. I don't know. It's not my, <laughs> it's not my ideal form of chaos. Okay. My ideal form of chaos is Hypel going out and just like dropping bags openly of cash. That's my yeah. ideal, form, ideal form of chaos. <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do? Restrict our uh, – they're going to give us like a postseason ban? Or they're <laughs> going to take away some scholarships? Yeah, I mean, who cares? They're already doing it. <laughs> do so. it. They don't have to. We're doing it. Tennessee's done it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we are going to talk about the uh, the baseballs this weekend. I don't. It may be a fail. I want to get your thoughts on Georgia Southern's jerseys on uh, Sunday, uniforms, um, kits. If you're a football fan, um, were they the ugliest things you've ever seen? You know, I wasn't a fan. I just don't like. It looked misprinted. The way the state was like tucked into their jersey or into their pants. Yeah. I, I like their like foot, like Georgia Southern's football uniforms. I can't tell you what they look like. I'll be honest. I, I really like the helmet because it's just like a matte blue, like a matte navy, and there's like nothing on it. It's just like a navy helmet. It's pretty cool. Weird definition of cool, but I mean, hey, if it's your I mean, let's, I, and with with like Oregon and stuff, less is more. That's so I, I'm, I I can get down with some plain. Well, Plain's nice every now and then. Well, Georgia Southern Baseball did not take the lessons more because they had Eagles printed on their chest and then the state logo horribly printed on their stomach with, I believe, there was something else in it. Maybe like the the location of Georgia Southern. Um, Like the the spot on Georgia State's, yeah, like Statesboro's at. It was ugly. Uh, that's all I remember. I think I have a screenshot of it. But, yeah, it, it was absolutely terrible. Um, they didn't deserve to win because of that, I think. So, that that's good that they were not able to get the win. You get what you pay for. Oh, no. It just said G. It did have the, the logo or the dot. It was a star where Statesboro is. And then just a very, very, very ugly GS. Mm. Yeah. It was uh, tacky. Yeah, I want to get your money back on those. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Tennessee looked good all weekend. I'm not a fan of the grays, but I get other people like them. Yeah, I, I think if you're going to go gray, you just go all gray. I don't like the the white pants with it. If you're going to go gray, go all gray. Mixing it up a little too much for you? Yeah. Like they, I mean, I'll say this. They at least look like they look like good uniforms. I'm just not a fan of the color. Yeah. Like that, that's it for me. That's all I got. 
Um, all right, let's get into it. Wait, tell us where you're listening from. Unless tell us where you're listening unless from. Unless it's Statesboro, Georgia, I want it printed on your stomach where you're listening from. You also not like this podcast uh, toward the end. I'll tell you that. So if you're going to listen, oh. probably get out of here before we get to uh, the little sweep of Southern Georgia. <laughs> um, so, yeah, also go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Um, the weather is all over the place, so that's great today. Still a thing. Hey, yeah, it's nice. Also, I'm feeling victor- victorious for the Vols. I got pals on my way home today. So, do you think like there's just a, been a shortage for John Fulgerson? Do you think that's what it is? Uh, I mean, if I need to drive a couple couple hours south, bring some. Let me know. Um, I'm a servant. I'm a volunteer. Um, I'll do it. Yeah, put on your uh, coonskin cap and the Rod musket. South. Or rifle. I guess it's a rifle, but it's kind of a musket too. <laughs> it is called the rifleman. To be fair. Right. But I think it's um, – they might be the same thing. I don't know anything about guns. So, um, Also, tell us where you're listening from. We're big geography guys. Um, also, go like this, share it, um, retweet it, do whatever you got to do. Um, put some hearts in there. It's pretty cool. Nice little gesture for us. It is yeah. bachelor night, so um, feel the love. I know. I'm, out, I'm, in the air. I'm missing the bachelor right now. I feel so, terrible uh, for you. feel terrible Thanks, guys. You. Appreciate Truly. it. <laughs> Uh, you should spoil it for Landon if you if you'd like. Um, yeah, don't do that, please. Just drop it in the chat. I'll read it. I'll read anything aloud um, about the Bachelor. Go ahead, <laughs> drop them in there. Um, we, you know, Tennessee should have, I think, and uh, you know, since we're gonna get into the staff, I really think with the way the coaching search went, they should have done a reality show show version um, of a coaching search where um, Danny White now uh, would have been Philip Fulmer, um, either of those guys. Uh, invites 12 um mostly unqualified men um because i you know I don't, I don't think most people on the bachelor are qualified necessarily uh to be in relationships judging by the um uh, emotional maturity level of them so unqualified men uh to um a destination i guess of sorts um i don't know you know football destination maybe like canton ohio um and just there you go dwindle it down to the to the final one, um, hand out uh, hand out roses or something of the sort. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Maybe a football helmet. Maybe a football helmet. I like that. So yeah, I, I think that's how the coaching search. If if Heupel fails, can we just all agree to at least get very very valuable entertainment out of it? And, and instead of maybe tracking planes. Um, there we'll, we'll track the planes that are taking people home because we'll, then we'll know who's been eliminated let's make a 30 for 30 about just how terrible the athletic if hypo doesn't work out like you said just get a 30 for 30 a big long series just like the last dance i was about to say it's going to take more than one episode yeah yeah like a whole a whole thing i don't well what was that it wasn't a it was like a docu-series yeah it wasn't 30 for 30 it wasn't 30 from the creator anyway 30 for 30 but yeah yeah um get a whole series of just you know the it's not even a decade anymore it's longer than that it it depends on how you look at a decade um some people look at the decade as starting the the year so 2021 is a new decade um so it depends on how you look at it 
still a chance to be the decade of the Vols. It's technically not out of question yet. Okay, so decade and a little uh, <laughs> sudden death. Yeah. Um. So I mean, hey, you got a chance to 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 come out of come out of this this decade victorious. Um, Tennessee falling out of the top twenty five. You know, two your two best freshmen of all time on your roster. It's not a great start because everyone, like you mentioned, everyone's looking forward to basketball. I mean, Fulmer did say this is going to be the decade of the Vols. Did he say that last year? I, I Jeremy Pruitt said it. He he said it last. He said it in twenty twenty okay. technically. Yeah. So I mean. That's a good like that's that's a good thing to use then because then you have like nine years after that to, for it to come to fruition. Yeah, but if you start out the way Jimmy Pruitt did this decade, um, you don't really <laughs> yeah. have much of a chance. That's true. Yeah, but at least like if it does, if we do get back to competitiveness in the SEC, he could come back and say, "I told you yeah, so." Yeah, I was right. That's a that's a, <laughs> he set himself up. You're right. You're absolutely right. He didn't exactly. say how it would be done. He just said it would be done. Correct. Yeah. He didn't say it would be him being a part of the balls yeah absolutely i and i am for the decade of dysfunction uh docuseries um maybe he'll be back rights from mark nagy jeremy pruitt's back coming back <laughs> maybe in like nine years we just hire him back to be like a ga or something with that you know everyone wanted to like bring lane kiffin home prodigal son yeah how mm-hmm. great would it be like again rooting for chaos entertainment value um how hilarious would it be not great. It would be embarrassing, but hilarious it would be if Jeremy Pruitt ended up being the prodigal son that was brought home, um, and uh, had his second chance at Tennessee. Not Lane Kiffin. Yeah, just being like the recruiting coordinator or something. No, I bring him back as a head coach. Oh, okay. Like, like and recruiting what, coordinator. What ten years later, bring him back as a head coach. Mm. Yeah, like Lane Kiffin style. Everyone rooting for him to come back. I think it would, well, he will. He funny. will like. He's gonna morph into Philip Former like here in the next three or four years anyway so it's possible then uh so he'll be the athletic director okay yes <laughs> of sorts um I, yeah I, I i'm for it uh it hope he never learns what asparagus is i hope that's something that he just at this point refuses to learn um there's not a point in it it's it tastes good sure um does it make your urine smell and it's not worth it tasting good yeah I, it's not it's not worth it you don't need it you don't need asparagus what is that <laughs> You know, I have two days. I, I bought two days. Did you get your money back? Can you return it? <laughs> I is it worth? Is I'm, it worth more now than it was like a, like a couple months ago? Probably. People are probably looking in there to see if he was paying those Hoover players. Mm. Yeah, probably. It's there. more of like a like an antique. Exactly. 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 All right, staff. Yeah. So Tennessee hired their uh, linebackers coach, Brian Jean Mary. Linebackers coach at Michigan. Um, before that, he was kind of with Charlie Strong at Louisville um, from 2010 to 2013. Then he was at Texas 2014 to 2016, and then at UCF until 2019. And then in 2020, he took over at Michigan. Um, he does have a slight bit of SEC experience. He was a GA at South Carolina, um, but been at some bigger programs, like I mentioned, Texas, Louisville. Um, UCF, and then was at Michigan. Um, some of his recruits, Malik Jefferson at uh, Texas. He was also the lead recruiter for Junior Colson at Ravenwood in the 2021 class um, in Brentwood, Tennessee. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a decent hire. You got him from a Power 5 program to, yeah. to coach the same position. Um, so, we'll see. I, I don't hate it. Yeah, I, I... – 
I don't. I don't know a lot about him, so I don't. I don't know. A, a, yeah. I mean, I guess can't like, give him a ton of credit yet. No. I mean, I guess at least you know you you were like you said you went out and got someone from a power five program, uh, someone that has that experience. At that you're not getting a new guy that that hasn't coached a linebacker position for. Um, does have does have more experience. I mean, overall, that's a you know the position hires that I thought I think have for the most part been pretty solid. Um, yeah. You know, I think uh, for, I don't know, what, I guess as good as it pro- probably could be. Um, I mean, you you, you say it, and I, I don't necessarily disagree. I'll just maybe move it one spot back. Rod, Rodney Garner is the most important, second most important hire, you think, um, of this offseason. I think he's very, very important. Um, I think you made a good hire in, in going out and being able to get Cody Burns, who has, you know, a ton of, uh, not a ton, but quite a bit of um, position as a wide receiver coach in the SEC and, um, you know, has those SEC ties and played and recruited, uh, will recruit good in the SEC. Um, uh, goalish, which I mean, I get, are we going to call him a position coach? Um, yeah, Todd ends, I guess. Yeah, but he's the, yeah, I don't, but regardless, I mean, pretty, yeah. you know, overall pretty good. Willie Martinez, you know, depending on how you look at it, I mean, I think, uh, it seems like a lot of people that were here, uh, when he was here last are, are pretty pleased with, with that hire. And I told you, I mean, if I was going to be fine with uh, um, Jancic, I have to be fine with Martinez because he was coming with Jancic if, if Jancic was going to be the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think a lot of position you know, position hires have been pretty solid. Yes, and I do like how most of them have been coordinators um, at some point. Not not really um, – I'm not sure about Ellerby, um, but most of the – hires that Hypel has made um, or, or his coordinators have made have been guys that have that coordinator experience where they've ran at least one side of the ball. So hopefully that experience comes uh, as an asset to him and uh, helps the success of this program because you just don't know. I mean, you could have an all-star staff, but, you know, something about Tennessee, it just doesn't always work. Yeah, I mean, I mean Tennessee is definitely just different in that regard. I think there's a – I mean, I think there's you know different things that um, different things that kind of determine that at Tennessee, and um, you know, I mean, one of those one of those factors, and I don't think this is the only one because it's like this everywhere in the SEC, but it's it's definitely the pressure, um, you know, the part of you know wanting to win and win immediately, expecting to win and win immediately. And Tennessee, I mean, a lot of people are you know talk, and I think it's fair when you talk about talent gap, and you shouldn't expect Tennessee to you know necessarily beat Alabama or compete with Alabama or you know even now Georgia and. Unfortunately, uh, in the last three years, uh, even um, Florida, because uh, you know it felt like there for a while Tennessee was was right there competing with Florida, and, and that gap's just been getting wider and wider. But you know the expectations of beating Missouri, of beating Kentucky, um, of beating Vanderbilt consistently, um, of beating Arkansas, of beating Mississippi State, um, of beating BYU, like those aren't expectations that aren't out. You know, those aren't absurd expectations. Um, mm-hmm. Now you know when you talk about beating those teams year in, year out, it's just gotten harder. Beating Kentucky, I mean, Tennessee, the expectations beat Kentucky. But Kentucky's getting better. They're not a program you're going to walk over. Right, yeah. I mean, and they've had some st- stability in that program mm-hmm. with uh, Mark Stoops. So, yeah, Tennessee definitely needs to figure it out. And, you know, I understand, like, you want to give Hypel time, but I, I just don't know how much – time how much time do you give him before people just start being like yeah i'm done with this too 
And I think it's, I mean, I think that's, you know, one thing. Tennessee fans, it, seven and three, or three and seven is just a different story. It's, it's unacceptable. It's absurd um, mm. to go three and seven, especially with the schedule you have this year. I mean, it is set up to, you know, to, to finish five and five fairly easy. I mean, for just being honest. Um, but I mean, if you go, if you go, I don't even, I don't want to say four and six, um, cause you had, should have beat Arkansas. Um, you, you should have beat Auburn, honestly. Uh, Auburn, you yeah, know, I mean, you, you beat Auburn pretty much yeah. soundly until the, the pick six. Right. And yeah. And then that one would have been a, you know, probably considered a good win depending. I mean, it wouldn't have been a good win if you just go four and six. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, it would have been a good win if, if you had, um, you know, gone on to, to have a pretty good season. Um, yeah, so, so you should have – I mean, that's five wins probably right there right there off the top of my head uh, in Arkansas and Auburn. Should have had those. And if you go if you go five and five and you play – Alabama's probably a different animal this year, but you play Florida more competitively. You play A&M more competitively. Um, you know, Georgia doesn't get out of hand in the second half. I mean, Tennessee fans are not calling – for Jeremy Pruitt's throw. And when all that comes out, now unless it just, you know, but shit, it doesn't hit the fan when you're winning games or when you're competing. So Jeremy Pruitt probably still has a job. Yeah. And a question I'm always going to have is like, was it worth, you know, burning everything to the ground to get out of his buyout? Was it worth it? I think that that I think that can only be determined if hypo works out. Like that's the only way it could be determined, or if whoever Danny White, um, Randy Boyd, Donde Plowman had hired then. You know, that, I think that's the only way. It, it, it's all going to be um, what happens from here. Because yeah, I mean, it, it was time for Jeremy Pruitt to go. Um, I think most people would agree that they would rather have paid the 12 million and not be facing potential sanctions because of level one violations. Um, yeah. but it seemed like the only way Philip Fulmer was going to make a move, um, was if he had to, uh, and Donde Plowman and Randy Boyd made him. I mean, you can't argue that mm-hmm. if, if, if Philip Fulmer was going to make a move, he would have done it before, uh, January, whatever day it was. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just don't know. It just – it doesn't really seem to me with all the, you know, the the transfers and everything like that, it, it just seemed like – and maybe they still happen. Maybe they do. But I, I think you give yourself a better chance if you're like – you know, the expectation is Tennessee is not going three and seven. But you keep yeah. them. So you say you're, – you're saying that that expectation, like, isn't enough to get you fired. Right. And, and that, then you yeah. wait until all these allegations come out to get him fired. So. Right. Yeah, we went all off on that tangent. But just to say that I don't think the expectations at Tennessee are ridiculously and um, unattainably high. Like, I don't think that's the case. I think the national media, um, even people in the SEC, and even some Tennessee fans believe that the expectations of, at Tennessee are just um, unattainable, that, that the expectations fans have. Um, I mean, look at the 2000, look at the 2016 season. And the way the fans showed up. And then, the, like, and, I, you know, to say all that, look at the 2015 season and how it ended. Um, you know, it wasn't, or not necessarily ended, but but went. You had a absolutely unacceptable um, 
because you you probably win if you just make better coaching decisions. Lost to Oklahoma at home in front of the rowdiest crowd I've ever experienced. Um, and, and when I say that, I mean for full four quarters. Um, you have a, a terrible loss at Flor- to Florida at home. Uh, no, not at home. That was away. Um, not pretty at all. Um, and then you you know you have a heartbreaking loss again to Alabama. But like again, that that shows to my, when you compete. Tennessee fans expect like the expectations change. It's not get rid of him now. It's it, you know it's ah right, we're competing. We're on the right track. We won games we should have won. We competed in games we should have competed in. And that expectation like that's the expectation. Yeah, it's not losing all these games by twenty plus. Yeah, exactly. And and it's you know, and again, if you've gone three and seven and competed in all seven games, people are still asking you asking for the job, and that's fair. You went three and seven. You would have had mm-hmm. to lose to Arkansas along the way. You Auburn, who was not good and whose coach was going to be fired a week later. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just. I don't think the expectations are incredibly high. I think Heupel is going to have to uh, – Heupel and his staff don't necessarily have a, uh easy road ahead. And I don't – I mean, like you mentioned the transfers. Um, you mentioned that they lost a lot of key guys, especially defensively. And that's, you know, that's the point I've tried to make too when people are like, Tennessee just doesn't have a chance this year. And I'm like, hey, they're going to struggle defensively. But they're probably going to struggle defensively if you keep Henry Toto uh, and, and, and Dylan Brooks and um, you get Big Cat Bryant. And, like, if you get those key guys – I mean, this pro like the way Heupel is going to run this program, it's not going to be dis, you know designed for the defense. So they're probably going to struggle anyways. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to look at it kind of half glass full, um, I think you have a ton of firepower on offense. I mean, I think the real question marks are probably uh, your offensive line and your tight end, and that's really what other questions do you have? Maybe running back a little bit, but you know there's talent in the room. Um, so I, yeah, I, think I, I think there's no doubt there's there's talent probably all over the roster, but it, it's. It's like, can you get some consistency? Because, I mean, we saw last year, no matter how good that offense is, it's all about the quarterback. If you have bad quarterback play, it doesn't matter. But, again, Um, I go back, surely there's enough talent in that room now. There was was enough talent in the room last year. Yeah, and (laughs) with the track record that Heupel's had with quarterbacks, you know, you would think that he could do something with one of those guys. Yeah, 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 I, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of been my point. And if I, you know, cause I'm, I've been very, uh, medium about Heupel since he's been here. Um, wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. But when people ask me like, I you really like, this is a bad hire, right? Like, I, I don't think it's, you know, it's definitely not a splash hire, not a slam dunk. Um, but I, I think Tennessee's going to have a really, really good chance of being, uh, being in ball games late b- because they're going to be able to score. Um, their defense is going to struggle. Their defense is probably going to give up a lot. Um, but I think Tennessee is going to have a really, really good chance to be in ball games because they've got athletes offensively and Heupel is going to, it's going to be fast paced. It's going to, he is looking to score points. That's my half glass full take. I, I'm not, I do not have high expectations for the defense. I just don't. Hopefully mm-hmm. um, they can create turnovers. I think that's would be their saving grace is just creating turnovers. I don't think you're looking at a team that can, um, you know, get off the field on, uh, you know, on third down often. Uh, I don't think you're looking at a team that can get teams three and out often. Um, I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just hope that they can create turnovers. That's my, that's my. Yeah. And if you can score, then, I mean, you're not, that. that's, if you're able to score so many times, then that, that's the last time you have to get stops. It's the less you have to get turnovers. 
Um, so, I mean, that offense can really help out a defense a ton. Yeah. And last year it just destroyed it. I Is mean, it, yeah. any, momentum, the, any momentum the defense would get us, the offense would just immediately just turn it over, go three and out, and the defense is right back on the field. So it was, you know, by the end of the game, they're like, you know, what the hell do you want me to do? Yeah, it, it definitely uh, – which it's going to be kind of similar in that sense of uh, defense is probably going to be on the field a lot again. But hopefully they're on the field after a very, very quick touchdown drive or scoring drive. Um, and, again, that's why I don't have a ton of high expectations for them. That's just not going to be the style of play. Um, it's just hopefully they can create – one, two turnovers a game. Because like you said, if you're scoring often, at one turnover a game, um, which hopefully it's more, hopefully it's, you know, more than that. But that one turnover a game it creates the, the separation. Yeah, it, it's a lot easier to go back out on defense if you know your offense is going to score. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot easier to make plays. It's a lot easier to, to cover a guy that's in front of you. It's a lot easier to, to get to the quarterback when, when you have some points on the scoreboard. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they feel, hopefully the defense, um, finds some kind of, uh, faith because I, I do think there's that, that's where you lack, I think the most talent and depth combination at least. Yeah. Um, so I did listen to Tim Banks on the nation with, uh, Chris Lowe and Austin Price and, you know, I, when I got done with it, I mean, it, it is a lot of coach speak and you can't really tell a lot, but I did like what I heard. Um, and it was a lot of the the same thing that kind of Josh Heupel has preached on is just like, you know, what kind of offense do you, or what kind of defense do you run? He's like, you know, I, I run multiple stuff and, you know, I'm going to look at this roster and see what I, I have and, and see what um, I can build around. And, and that's the way I'm going to build my defense. Not, um, we're not going to have, uh, what is it? Square pegs and, and a round hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you, you want guys that fit your system. Um, and you want to build your system around the guys you have. So I, I really like that. Um, he just seems like a relationship kind of guy, uh, not not a huge flashy kind of hire. And I, I feel like a lot of these guys, yeah, they they they're not flashy, but they also check a lot of boxes uh, of what you're looking for. Was it the the number one guy you thought? No, maybe not. But like, it was a guy like okay, he's he's been a head coach. He's been in the SEC. Um, you know, th- there's just been a lot of check boxes yeah, with, uh, with a lot of the staff. You know, I would agree with that. And I was going to kind of go from the counterpoint, and, and I still will. But I, I do agree with that he does check a lot of the boxes that um, most people were wanting to see, like out of that defensive coordinator hire. Um, you know, I think that's the, the, you know, the big question marks are like the track record isn't just astounding. Like it doesn't. I mean, it barely catches your attention. If we're just being honest, you really got to go in there and be like, okay, I mean, he does have, you know, he has recruited some, some top guys. Um, he has had some, some pretty solid defenses. Um, you know, he has had, uh, you know, the reins of a program. Um, but you know, it's not like a, it's not a guy that pops off the page to you. Um, and I, you know, I think the defense coordinator hire was, uh, you know, this, I think the second most important hire. I think you did, you did. Okay. I don't, again, I don't think it's above and beyond. It's it's another wait and see. I'm glad it's not the other end of the spectrum where you're going, oh, not that guy. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think it certainly could have been that uh, certainly yeah. could have been that, especially after the way it seemed like it was going. Um, it certainly could have been that, but um, yeah, I, I would agree with, with what you said at the end. I think that that was a, a good counterpoint to, to what I was going to say. And um, he does check the boxes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that, that's that's a lot of the staff, and they seem to be on the on the same page when they when they talk to the media. You heard Tim Banks, you heard the whole offensive staff, and, and they really just kind of reiterated the same things that Josh Heupel's been saying. Um, just like you know, building the team, building their offense and defense around the guys on this roster, um, and then bringing guys in. So we'll see. I mean, it, it's we don't know a ton about you know, some of these guys. So it, it is just kind of wait and see. And, you know, hopefully they have success because I don't know if I can take another coaching search. No, I think my body will take it. I certainly can't. Um, again, if, if it's we're, gonna... we're aging. I, I know like the head coach is aging. You know, you saw Jeremy Pruitt from the time he started and the time he was gone. I mean, it took 25 years off his life. Um, I, I'm not – going at that rate, but I, I feel myself aging a lot fi- faster because Tennessee is struggling. Yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, definitely still rapid over here. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I it's, it's a big wait-and-see process. Uh, again, I think that's the same thing with like Josh Heupel, what you said about Tim Banks. Does check a lot of the boxes off. I wouldn't say all, um, but does check a lot of the boxes off that, that fans wanted to see. Um, again, I mean, I... I don't think there would be a staff hired. I mean, there definitely would be at this point. But even with the, you know, um, the hiring this week, it, it doesn't move me from like that B minus what I think of, of uh, this uh, this coaching hire, the staff um, that's been put together. I still sit at that like B minus range. Um, think it was pretty solid considering. I feel like unfortunately I've been saying that. You know, I said that about Jeremy Pruitt. Um, so I kind of hope I don't regret that. Um, probably will for just being honest. Um, but you know, let, just go be competitive, go be competitive year one, go be competitive. Yep. I mean, Hypel just seems like a normal dude. Like if you, if somebody just a casual fan didn't really know him, just like went to Tennessee games and they saw him in Walmart or something like that, they would have no clue. Like he's a football coach. Would you have, um, would you have guessed Butch Jones or actually would you have guessed Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, or Jeremy Pruitt would have been football coaches, though. That's a good point. Yeah, probably not. I would, um, not, I would have said Derek Dooley was may, 100%. Maybe, maybe Jeremy Pruitt. Maybe. Maybe, but I feel like – Butch again, Jones, hell no. <laughs> what's what's Jeremy Pruitt wearing? If he's not wearing football stuff, there's no way in hell I'm guessing he's a football coach. And, and there's no way Derek Dooley or probably Butch Jones goes to Walmart. I feel like they're too above Walmart to, to go to those places. Butch Jones for sure. Um, that I mean, he's not above it, but he thinks he's above it. Have you seen Correct. his house? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I. Yeah. Who knows? All right, Ty Simpson. What's going on? See the guy, man. I mean, uh, the the sweepstakes comes to an end on Friday. Right. You pushed it back a week. Um, I, I think it's around three o'clock on Friday is when he's supposed to make his decision. Um, it looks like it's between Tennessee, Clemson, and Alabama. I mean, he wants it, to be here. I, I mean, I don't think anybody can deny it. he wanted. He wants to come to Tennessee, but how can you just turn down what you've seen from Clemson and Alabama? Right. I don't know. No, I'm glad I, I'm not in that position. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it, it's a tough sell right now. Um, I think Josh Heupel being um, your head coach instead of Jeremy Pruitt probably helps that, um, but I do think it hurts that. No one um, has seen Josh Heupel coach for Tennessee um, and what his team looks like, what his offense truly looks like under Tennessee, you know, at Tennessee. Um, so I'd say that hurts the cause, um, whereas Heupel over Pruitt probably helps the cause. Um, 
you know, there's more uh, more confidence in the unknown of Josh Heupel than there is of what we knew about Jeremy Pruitt. Um, well, I think he wanted to come and play for Jeremy Pruitt. So if you know, I, I don't, I, I, I don't. There's no I, I don't, way he I don't get it to Tennessee. Um, if he, if he if we're still on schedule, Jeremy Pruitt, none of that. Ha- he's not fired. There's no, and he commits on February twenty um, eighth or whatever this you know Friday would be. Uh, I would bet the freaking house on him not coming to Tennessee because there's no way. There's no way. I, th- I think it was like one of those relationships, um, and not saying it's right or wrong, but I- I'm saying if if you're willing to come to Tennessee for Jeremy Pruitt's offense, I mean, good lord, you you got to be just out of your mind about Josh Heupel and if the track record of quarterbacks like Drew Locke, you know, Mackenzie Milton, Dylan Gabriel, I think. Andrew Jones, maybe, at Oklahoma? Yeah, uh, at least for a time. I don't know when he, if he was yeah. the starting quarterback then, but yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if, if he was going to come to Tennessee, um, so let, let's let's say that. He, would, would he have committed to Tennessee if Jerry Pruitt was a coach in February of this year? Now that I'm going to probably say the opposite, then that probably means Tennessee is out of it, if that was the case. I just can't imagine that relationship – automatically unless it's unless it's just Tennessee all the way unless he's like I don't want to be the next next Trevor Lawrence in terms of I don't want them talking about how I you know was a Tennessee fan my whole life and didn't go there uh I mean unless like that's his his shtick I don't know yeah I mean at the end of the day the kid's got to look out for his own um you know it's it's his decision if he don't want to if if he thinks it's safer to go to Alabama and Clemson, if he'd rather do the the safe route, then you know I can't really blame him. No, I mean it, but then like, but then Tennessee has to move on. Like it, it's, I think there's plenty of options in this 2022 class at quarterback that that Tennessee could really um, go after. A guy like Sam Horn, um, you know, Caden Martin, Raiden Davis, who is Anton Davis's son. You know, there, there's there's some options. Um, Tevin Carter, I think he's at Kirby in Memphis. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a a ton of options in this 2022 class, but Ty Simpson, they want him to be the guy. Yeah. I think a lot of people want him to be the guy. Um, hopefully Alabama, Alabama and Clipson want him to be the guy in that class, but I mean, we're, we're wanting him to be the guy of, of, you know, not just the class, the, the guy like you come in you're the guy <laughs> yeah yeah no and uh tennessee really needs that i mean tennessee needs that uh, and again can't be overstated Todd simpson would be a, f- a phenomenal pickup this early um because he would definitely be the glue of the class yeah so uh let's talk about the the tweet again he, he'd uh, be the glue of the class like look at the guys that would heavily consider tennessee if if Ty Simpson was your quarterback, was your committed quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you have guys, um, you know, he was talking to Dallin Hayden, Cam Miller, uh, Isaiah Horton, and uh, Jordan James. And all those are in-state guys in, in that West Tennessee area. And, you know, they're, they're talking about playing with each other, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at uh, Cam Miller's top six. Oregon, Ole Miss, Alabama, Auburn, Memphis, Tennessee, Isaiah Horton, 
Alabama, Florida, Tennessee, Miami, Dallin Hayden, Oregon, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Tennessee. And then, you know, Jordan James also has a Tennessee offer. Ty Simpson, it's Clemson, Alabama, or Tennessee. The only team in common is Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Conspiracy guy. I like it. Yeah. That, we, we've gotten land and into the I'm connecting the dots, man. That's yeah. why Ty Simpson had to delete it. He knew somebody <laughs> as smart as myself was going to connect the dots. Big brain stuff over here. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Did you take a little LSD this morning and, and see what you could do? Get, Something. Get, get I took um, took some vitamins. Okay. Yeah. A little I'm getting, I'm getting, I told you I'm aging, man. <laughs> yeah. I got to take vitamins you now to get do, my day just going. Just like a one a day or like you got recommendations here? You yeah. I, I, do my, I do don't, my one a days. Don't throw brands out. We don't do free ads around here, but uh, mm-hmm. one a day vitamin. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. Do that. All right. So that's, that's all I you take need. two. It's not just one. It's two. You take two one a days. Two one a days. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kevin. Um, is that a Kevin idea from the office? I no, think it's actually a, recommended you take two, but it's just still one a day. He so just twice once a day, uh, or yeah, or what about one twice a day? Is that an option? One twice a day. That would be two a day. Same Correct. thing you're saying. I just take them at different times of the day. I take them at the same time, baby. Two gummies each side of the mouth. Let's get it. How does that work? I don't know. I I think I'd do it on one side. Probably. That's Try not to favor one side because I feel like that's not good for your teeth. Mm. Well, I've got a steak side that I treat really. <laughs> you know, that one gets fed good. Um, loves you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but if you want to be big, big brain like Landon, one a day, Twi- twice, one a day. Then you will be able to connect the dots too. Yeah. I mean, again, I think a lot of those guys want to be at Tennessee. So. Yeah. And, and, with the like, if Heupel's offense does what he's done everywhere else, you got to be excited to play in this offense. Yeah. Now, are you going to be a national championship contender? Probably not. But dude, you're going to score a lot of points. You're going to have a lot of yards. You get oh, to play in the SEC yeah. against some of the top talent in the country. And unfortunately, a lot of the teams you named will not only have exciting offense; they'll also be national championship contenders. So. Yeah. They'll do both. They'll check both those boxes. There you go. So, so if Ty Simpson does, let, let's say he doesn't pick Tennessee, you know, say for Alabama, Clemson, who does Tennessee lean to? I, I mean, I, at this point, I just kind of hope they're uh, putting their eggs all in the Ty Simpson backs. I don't know. I, I mean, who do you go for in the twenty twenty two classes as far as quarterback goes? The good news is, I mean, you need a quarterback every, especially nowadays. You need a quarterback every single class. Um, mm-hmm. It's not enough. You can't have too many quarterbacks, uh, as you can tell from Tennessee's roster this year, this past year. But um, I don't. I don't know. I who do they have another target at this moment that could be considered a target? I mean, I. I hope that they've talked to somebody well, else. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, there's not even another, like, person that they've really worried about. Yeah. I mean, Sam Horn, um, he grew up a Tennessee fan, so there, there's another one. Like, if Dye Simpson goes somewhere else, and you, you're going to hear, you're going to see the ESPN graphic somewhere that, he, that, one of these two kids were a Tennessee fan. So get yeah. at least get one of them. Right. Um, he's at, he's at Collins Hill in a Swanee, Georgia. I, I want to see kind of how he 
is next season because he was throwing to Travis Hunter, which is a, a five-star. I think he's a cornerback, but also played receiver. Um, but he wears number 21. So okay. I, I kind of dig that. You got to have some some big kahunas to, to wear number 21 in this day and age playing quarterback. Yeah, for sure. I'm a big 21 I, guy. I don't know if it's because of he's Sheeler, but that'd be pretty cool. He's got to be too young. I mean, unless his dad was a big. Yeah, that's that's all I was thinking. Maybe his dad was a big Heath Shuler guy. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's the only way. Heath Shuler's a little before his time. So. But uh, for two four seven sports composite, he's the number ninety seven player in the country, number four uh, pro style quarterback. Two four seven has him as the number two pro style quarterback and number forty seven player in the country. And now Sam Horn is high on Tennessee. Is that cor- like is that can that be correct since Tennessee wants. I mean, I, I definitely so think, bad. like, Todd Ty, Ty Simpson's who they want. Right. So, I mean, how I, – I mean, I think from all accounts, Sam Horn wants to be at um, at Tennessee. But I guess technically right now it's not possible. Is that correct? Like, would you say that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it kind of depends on how Friday goes. And yeah, it, yeah, it kind of yeah. depends that, on – if you don't land Ty Simpson, then does Sam Horn feel like – you know, he wasn't kind of taken seriously. So he's just like, no, nah, right. I'm good. Thanks. Well, I think crystal ball predictions, or I think there's been one prediction for Sam Horn and it's been Tennessee. But I guess that, that that's what my question is, is can that be true at this point in time? Well, that was done in May. So, okay. yeah, I, I don't think that. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's going to come out. You know, did they put all their eggs in the Ty Simpson basket and didn't pay Sam Horn attention? Or have they kind of kept contact? Or, or maybe, you know, Pruitt did that. And maybe Hype will come in and, and he's talking to different quarterbacks because mm-hmm. he knows nothing's guaranteed. Right. But he's been offered, so. Correct. Pruitt at least offered him. <laughs> yeah. Least. I mean, Florida offered him on February 3rd, so definitely don't want to lose a Tennessee fan to Florida. That uh, would correct. be heartbreaking. Correct. All right, we ready to go to basketball? Did you see the uh, two four seven um, transfer rankings? No, I did not. It's pretty heartbreaking. Number one is Eric Gilbert. Okay, good, good. Number two is Demarcus Bowman. You're thinking, oh, who's that? I don't know. Well, he did. I think he did go to Florida State. Um, but he transferred to Florida too. So Florida gets uh, two of the top transfers. So that's great. Awesome. Love that. Yeah, that's good for them. Henry Toto is number three. Eric Gray not, is number four. Yeah, I mean, at least Henry Toto has not officially gone, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. Okay. Mike Jones is number six. That's heartbreaking because he's from Middle Tennessee. <laughs> Wanya Morris is number seven. Um, Good for Oklahoma. Key Key Lawrence is number nine. I mean, you just can't convince me there's not tampering there. I don't know if it'd be called tampering. It's not in the NFL. It's not. Yeah, oh, yeah. NBA. There's definitely tampering. Like, come on. Uh, Ty Chandler's number twelve. Good for Ty Chandler. Because I mean, he he was probably gone like before the. Did he announce it before Jeremy Pruitt was officially gone? I can't remember. But he was probably going to go. 
Yeah, he's probably going to leak it. So good for him that, that you know he got graded that high. Um, I think I mean I think he'll do pretty good at UNC. But I mean it's pretty. I mean what seven of the top ten had like some sort of Tennessee at least tie or thoughts of you know Eric Gilbert was you're like oh we're gonna get Eric Gilbert. I never believe that. If that makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> we had, we all had hope. Uh, I mean, yeah. We knew what that. the outcome was going to be. Hope's but, there uh, to crush we you. We all had hope. Hope's there to crush you. So, that's yep, it. That's true. That's it. Speaking of hope. Oh, what about Hype House? Yeah, we yeah. Hype House. What about so it? So, that, that's, that's the Zoom call with uh, all the prospects. Okay. That's what so. they call it. Yeah, so there's a bunch of prospects, a lot of them in state, um, did like a Zoom meeting with Josh Heupel, and they called it Hype House. I dig it. I did. I, hey, at least it was, I assume, created by the players and not by the like social media staff or something, hopefully. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, I'll accept it. Don't want it on a shirt still, but I'll, I'll allow it. Like, I, I think – it was just like a couple players said, you know, thanks for Josh Heupel for having me on. And then it came out like it was called Hype House. All right. Well, as long as I'm trying to get this, this meeting, I'm trying to get the, the invite. I don't know how to do that, but maybe I'll just make a, make a uh, fake profile on two, four, seven. I mean, that's possible. It's uh it's worked before it could work again. Yeah. So, it's certainly there. It's an option to consider. And then uh, Dylan Brooks is headed to Auburn. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, and Jamarian Gooch was released out of his uh, NLI, and um, he's very going strange. somewhere else, too. Yeah, very strange. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a big dude, so I don't, I don't know about this up-tempo offense really fits him. Yeah, but um, I mean, like, how many places are you really going to go nowadays that – don't have some kind of up-tempo offense, similar Correct. up-tempo offense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So very weird. But he, he wants to go somewhere else, you know, whatever. Hey, if they want to be here. And who's the guy who, like, tweeted out something that Tennessee, they, like, gave him a condition? Dylan Brooks? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know who the guy is, um, but the information Brian is Fisher. obviously wrong. Um yeah, no, I that's mean, not right. No, it's not right. I don't man, have. Just dropping names out here, getting trying to get people tweeted at. Th- this is another kind of fail. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mean I don't. I don't. I don't know what. I mean, we don't know what truly took place. Maybe Tennessee realized that they're wrong and you know shouldn't have given the SEC condition. We don't know, but um, there's nothing proving that. Uh, right. Except some random high school coach in Alabama, and. Um, I'm going to go with a lot of Alabama high school coaches cheer for Alabama. Um, so let's take everything we hear from them with a grain of salt. Right. Yeah. I, it's just like, it, it's not true. So why would, and it like, it's good. That stuff comes out. So oh, it's not like we're not going to find out. He stuck with it. He just said, well, Dylan Brooks hadn't heard that yet. He stuck with it. He never retracted that. What a moron. Yeah. Unless oh, he well. did it later, God. but initially he did not. Recruiting is, is, it's fun to like, 
keep tabs on, but it's so exhausting at the same time. Right. Right. Ugh, sorry. Um, gosh, here we go. What are we? Oh, basketball. I was like, what are we here? We going about over there? Um, yeah, ugly. Kentucky shot 50% from the floor. Let's, or from three. Let's also note that. I mean, they just kept leaving men's open. He was five for five at one yeah. point. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I mean, they were shooting like what, 60% from three at the end of the first half. But the thing, the thing that kills me is like Tennessee gets absolutely nothing from John Fulkerson. He scores 19 against South Carolina. I know South South Carolina was undermanned, but still. Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely opposite. Like, it completely changed. I mean, one for seven. And we were just settling for contested jump shots. We we weren't trying to go to the rim. When we did go to the rim, we went right into somebody, and we we weren't getting any post-presence whatsoever from Fulgerson. Pons is – not really a post he's a rim protector but he's not really a a post that can get to the rim um he, he's every jump shot that he shoots is a contested jump shots because he just tries to jump right over the top of them so you know di- didn't get to the rim settled for contested jump shots and you know when you do that tennessee doesn't have the shooters to do that and that's right. that's what happened. You know, John Fulgerson, one for seven. Jaden Springer, two for 11. Keon Johnson, four for 14. Vescovi, one for five. I mean, just bad. Just bad shooting. shooting affair. Bad shooting affair. Yeah. And it, you're just not, you're not going to compete. I mean, obviously you lose to a eight and 12 Kentucky team at the time. Um, I mean, when it gets into to March, I mean, you're not going to be able to play with those um you know, with, with going big stretches of game, you know, long stretches of games, um, if you can't shoot the ball better than you, you're shooting it currently, 32% from the field, 27% from three. Um, I mean, 81% from the line isn't going to win you games in March. Yeah, and 22 of Tennessee's 56 shots were from three. And, yeah. you know, the only two that should be really shooting threes are Victor Bailey Jr., and that's just of recent <laughs> – you know, before the last two games, you're hoping he wouldn't shoot just right. from three. Right. Um, and, and maybe Vescovi, but he was 0 for 3. Jaden Springer was 0 for 4. I mean, Tennessee isn't a great three-point shooting team, so kind of relying on that to get you back in basketball games is just yeah. the wrong and, formula. Right, and I mean, it's got to be Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer being aggressive and going to the hole, and we've been talking about that over the last several games. And those are guys that I want shooting threes too. Um, but that certainly is not their first priority. Um, it's mm-hmm. not. Uh, they definitely should um, when they've got the the when they've got the space to shoot from out there. Absolutely, they should be taking those opportunities. Um, but their first goal should be to get to the hole. Yeah, and you know Kentucky credit to them. They they took that away. You know they they had um, Jackson and Saar in there to to kind of disrupt them just getting to the rim. And you know that's when a post has to step up and and get positioned to when, you know, that big does step up to them trying to drop the basket, they're able right. to dish it off and get an easy basket. And you didn't get anything from from Tennessee's post players nope. on Saturday. 
Nope. And, and thank God for Victor Bailey Jr. because we would have lost about 35 points. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, he was the only one that had any kind of, you know, fight, if you will, in him. I mean, Tennessee was down 15 when Kentucky was shooting like 60% from the floor at the end of the first half. In the second half, Kentucky shot 20% from the, the floor, and Tennessee still lost by 15. Yeah. So you didn't gain any ground when they were having a terrible shooting night. So, you know, that that says a lot about effort to me. It, it's not about, you know, you had a bad shooting night, they had a good shooting night. When you're down by 15 when they're shooting 60%, you lose by 15 when they shoot 20%. That's that's effort. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it goes to with you, you talked about just not playing smart on the offensive end of the floor, taking ill-advised shots and not high-percentage shots, and especially for your team. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, whatever it is with Fulkerson, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what it's going to take. It seemed like you might have, you know, turned a corner against South Carolina on Wednesday night. Uh, that's obviously was not the case. Yep. Got destroyed on the boards, 43 to 31. You're not going to win very many games if you're shooting like that and you're rebounding like that. You're, you're not going to win very many games. You will not win any all. games if you're shooting like that and <laughs> rebounding like that. I, I can't think of anyone who's won a game like that. And if they did win a game like that, I do not want to see um, the U6 uh, junior pro team they played on the other end. So um, that's about the only place you see those kind of stat lines. So we do have some questions about um, Tennessee basketball that. We'll get to. So this is Christopher Nichols who said, uh, between Springer and Josiah Jordan James, whose absence has hurt the team the most? I mean, I think – I mean, Kim English said this is Josiah Jordan James' team. So it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to say it's not him. Um, I mean, that's coming from the coach. Uh, but, I mean, Jaden Springer just brings a ton to the team, especially offensively. Um I, that's a that's a tough question to say because I I, I don't know I, I think that's a tough one um, kind of seems like JJJ is the easy answer because the coaches believe that yeah I think as a leadership it would probably be Josiah Jordan James but if you're talking about what Tennessee has struggled at all years offense it has to be Jaden Springer because um, I mean that that's you know Josiah Jordan James wasn't there against South Carolina and you blow them out right. Um. See, so yeah, I uh, Kentucky is probably a little bit better than South Carolina, but still, like, you you should have beat that Kentucky team without Josiah Jordan James. I don't know if, and you didn't really get much from Jaden Springer, but I don't know how many games you win if you don't have Jaden Springer this year. I really don't. Yeah, I, I don't think you have some of the stretches of better off. You, sorry, you don't. I mean, you you see this the how, the rate he scores at. You don't have some of the offensive output games that you you've had. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that, that would definitely be a assured thing. So Tennessee welcomes Vanderbilt back Wednesday night, nine o'clock, not Good another Lord. freaking late. Like how does Tennessee do, do this? Do other SEC teams have this many late games? I don't know. It don't feel know. like, it feels like it's only us. It, it certainly does feel like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sick of them. Already hate them already. Um, but Tennessee should should win that game uh, fairly easy. Should. This is a should. bad Vanderbilt team. Um, I mean, I'll say this: if, if they play the way they did against Kentucky, Vanderbilt will beat them. If they play the way they against they, if they play the way they did against Kentucky, 
Um, and Vanderbilt plays the way they did against Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Scotty uh, Pippen kind of Jr. will have 50 points. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely the kind of effort it would take, thankfully, because Vanderbilt's just not a good basketball team. Um, but I'm not, I mean, it's not impossible. Uh, both yeah. of those things were accomplished on Saturday. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see. Let's get to something more positive. Vanderbilt's averaging about 74 points a game in the last five games. That's scary. Wednesday night might be a long night, guys. I mean, it is because it's going to be 9 o'clock, <laughs> so you're not going to go to bed. Fair, fair. You're right. You're right. It could be longer than you expect to, right. yes. Right. Let's talk some ball baseball. Let's do it. Yes. What would you I'll- say? What'd you say? Wait, 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 where's the victory cap at? No, we don't need a victory cap. We got the we broom, just, baby. Broom. The brooms are out. It's a mess in <laughs> Statesboro. It was a mess. It was a mess. 346 days without a, a baseball game. Ended on Friday. And, um, you know, I, I said this at the beginning of the show. Tennessee just found a way. Yeah. And, you know, they, they found a way in three different games and, and – your team to figure that out so early i think that's just a testament to this coaching staff and the culture that they've built um because not not a lot of teams i mean georgia southern was one of those teams that just couldn't figure it out and i think the layoff probably had a lot to do with that but you know tennessee didn't play great all weekend Mm -hmm. um, but when it mattered they they stepped up yeah uh yeah i mean that's kind of my whole you know spiel for the weekend is they definitely just um Found a day, found a way to win. Uh, was down at one point on on Saturday. Um, did they get down on Sunday, or was it just tied at one point? It was tied. Yeah, they, they were winning or tied. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, but down on on Saturday and, and found a way to to grind out a win. Uh, wasn't always pretty. Um, you did have some great moments, especially on Saturday with uh, Liam Spence's grand slam. Um, just, but I, yeah, they they found a way to win, and that's big. Um, to do that early on in the season is always good. It, it come from behind, um, it, you know, it, it is always a, a nice way to, to figure it out. Going to have to, you know, I mean, SEC plays a different animal, um, but right now the, the name of the game is just go win. Yeah. So let's talk about it a little bit. So Friday night, um, you won that game 5-3. to three. Jordan Beck was kind of the, the hero there. He had a two-run double in the first inning, also had a solo shot. Uh, Chad Dallas – pitched really well um, in that game, pitched six in the third inning, gave up two hits, two runs, um, seven strikeouts. And then on Saturday, which Saturday was – I guess Sunday was probably the game of the weekend, but Saturday there was just that competitiveness, that fire. Um, and Drew Gilbert was kind of your hero in that game. He had two home runs. Um, Jake Rucker had a big uh, – I think two out – Maybe it wasn't two out, two out or, or two run single um, in the eighth to tie the game, and then in the the top of the ninth, Drew Gilbert steps up, and he was just a thorn in Georgia Southern's side all weekend long. There was chirping, you know, he would make catch catches, um, he'd get hits, he'd be chirping back, and uh, you know, it, it was just a competitive weekend, and um, he gets that that go ahead home run in the ninth to give Tennessee the 5-3 lead. They win that game. And then uh, Sunday, it was just – we were up one to nothing. Georgia Southern scores one. We score two more runs. 
Georgia Southern scores two more runs. And uh, it got to, I think in the 10th, they actually had a runner on third. We had one out. Yeah. And uh, Jackson Leith got a ground ball that we turned a double play on. And then the 12th, the kid from Australia, the land down under. And, it, I mean, you get a leadoff. Is it a leadoff double in the 12th? I know you had bases – you had bases loaded with no outs. And then yeah. you get a, a – then somebody, I think, struck out, and then Liam Spence is up. I have to look at that. I, th- I think – I can't even – Okay, it was just a leadoff single, I think. Regardless, okay. yeah, you yeah, you got guys to you, you got bases loaded with no I it just felt felt like this was the moment and uh it's a crappy dream about right there. In a grand slam yeah. win it. Again, the dead walk, center. walk-off would have been sweeter. Dead, <laughs> dead center. I mean not a not a lot of teams have a shortstop <laughs> that can take them dead center. No. Um and, and, and Tennessee has a lot of power. You saw that this weekend. Was it all pretty? Absolutely not. I mean, I think they had 45 strikeouts for the weekend. That's not something that you want every game. Um, but then again, 346 days without playing an, another uh, a team with a different jersey, you're going to have some some ups and downs. Um, so that's got to get fixed. Also, leaving men on base, I think they had a uh, opportunity with. I think I think they also had. Bases loaded, no outs, and they only got one run out of it. So definitely want to capitalize when you get guys in scoring yeah, position. Yeah, I think there was a guy left stranded on third in another extra inning um, mm-hmm. in the tenth or eleventh. Uh, I think somewhere late in the game for sure, uh, left a guy on third, which is like you said, never great. Yep. Um, um, I, I am, guys- after this weekend, though, I am proposing a new rule. Um, if you hit a grand slam, whether the top be the top of the inning or not, I think that should end the game. Like an extra okay. innings. Okay. Only in extra innings. Um, if it was the ninth, top of the ninth, you know, we'll go to the bottom. But uh, we're, anything after nine, uh, that's got to end the game, right? Like that's a – I don't yeah, know. Yeah, if, if, if it puts you ahead, yes. Yes. Well, it, it would have to because it's the top. There, there was a guy – yeah, that's true. There was a guy that um, for Florida oh, – this is my most important. I'm not going to get into it. I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. But uh, Tennessee got some good pitching performance. I mentioned Chad Dallas, um, and then Elijah Pleasants pitched pretty well yesterday. Jackson Leith came in and just freaking dominated. He pitched a five and two-thirds inning, uh, three hits, two walks, six strikeouts. Um, and then Sean Hunley pitched really well out of the pen, and so did Redmond Walsh. They, they both had a really good weekend. So Tennessee got, got a lot from, you know, Different guys. I mentioned Jordan Beck, Drew Gilbert, Jake Rucker, um, Jackson Greer, the ETSU transfer, had a couple of hits yesterday. Um, so just Tennessee has a lot of options. And mm-hmm. so if you're not getting it done, you know, I think there's there's guys just, you know, on your heels every single day. So if you're not um, getting it done, that they can easily re- replace you. They have tons of guys to do that. So love this team. I'm excited for – the success they're going to have this season and it's getting my mind off basketball. So that's good. So are you out on basketball? No, 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 no. I'm not out on basketball. I think this team has still got a ton of talent. Um, when it clicks, man, they look, they look really, really good. Um, I mean, we can, you know, I think it's easy to, to, you know, for whatever these team struggles have been, uh, 
it's a little frustrating to see some of the, um, you know, the things that have, you know, kind of been like, I don't know. This team isn't done. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to be in Mar- – like, they're going to be in the tournament. Um, right. Like, let them get there and see what they do. I mean, I, I, and then there's already people wanting – that have always wanted Rick Barnes fire that never wanted him here that, that want him gone again. And um, Yeah, that's kind of frustrating. Yeah, and it's just like I, I think this team has way too much potential. And, and I think – I mean, I think it takes one guy going, this is my effing team. Um and the, I think that, I mean, that's if John Fulkerson steps up the way he did at the end of last season and, you know, plays like a first team all SEC guy, I think Tennessee can easily be a yeah. top 15 program in the country. Yeah. But I mean, the, the way the inconsistency is yeah. just where I'm. And it's, it's incredibly frustrating. You just can't get over You can't bet on them. <laughs> no, I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't do it. Uh, it. It is incredibly frustrating, but, um, but I think this team is – they're close. I think they're getting there. So so how far realistically do you see them going in the tournament? That's what Christopher uh, uh, right, is Yeah, right now I can't imagine getting them past the – getting past the round of 32. And, you know, depending on how they finish the season out, it could be a really, really tough first-round game. Um, but, I mean, the, with what I'm – with everything I'm seeing right now, I just can't imagine um, them playing into the Sweet 16. But, you know, I'm also, I'm also looking at this team and I'm going, man – when they're on, they are tough to beat. Like, I mean, there's not a lot of teams in the country, uh, you know, outside of the top, you know, five, six teams right now that could beat this team on any given night. And those teams are very beatable. I mean, there's not – I mean, Michigan's looking really, really good right now, and, and they would give Tennessee fits for sure. But, I mean, Baylor, obviously. Baylor – Baylor's ability to just run away with the game um, is scary. Uh, especially team like Tennessee that can go just dead shooting, um, yeah. is is pretty incredible. And then of course you got Gonzaga, kind of you know, um, very similar to Baylor in that regard that they can go on runs. Um, Baylor suffocates you at the end of the games like nothing I've ever seen. Um, it's pretty incredible. It can be a close game with three and a half minutes remaining, and they can break away from you quick and in a hurry. Um, there, there's I mean there's a lot of great teams um, right now that you know. That I don't see Tennessee even necessarily having the ability to beat, but then you go and you look at you know um, how Tennessee played against South Carolina on Saturday night. Um, you know the guard play you got the last time Tennessee was at Kentucky, um, but then you have the Tennessee team that played Florida. Um, yep. I just it, I don't know. It, it's it again. I, we know it. It's frustrating. It's. Uh, it's a roller coaster, but it's frustrating sure. for them too. Um, it's equally as frustrating for them. Uh, I can't imagine the frustrations the coaching staff has felt this season. Yeah, um, because and, and then I'm, I'm sure the freshmen, you know, they came in here thinking this is going to be, you know, the preseason ranking said it like this team was supposed to compete for, you know, be the top team in the SEC. They were supposed to be one of the top teams in the country, and it yeah. just hasn't been up there because you just had these lapses um, of terrible basketball. So. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't see them really getting past the the second round if they even get there. Um, yeah, I mean, but it but it, a... it, they do have the talent to get way past that too. Yeah, so for sure, I don't know. You, you just never know which Tennessee team you're going to see. This baseball team, on the other hand, finds ways to win, and uh, we'll get to see them tomorrow night. They take on Arkansas Pine Bluff on Tuesday and Wednesday at 4:30, and then this weekend they'll take on Indiana State. 
Got the sweep, man. The sweep. 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 Most important of the week. Most important. Also, somebody asked me, uh, how good is Georgia Southern? And uh, I think Tony Vitello mentioned it after the series. He talked about how um, he's pretty confident in saying that they're a regional team. Um, With the talent that they had, I mean, striking Tennessee out 45 times in a weekend is – it's pretty good, and I think a lot. Some of those guys played in the field as well. They weren't just pitchers, um, so I think they have a pretty good team down at Georgia Southern. Um, but again, you're finding finding ways to win. I'm interested to see kind of where this lineup right um, ends up come SEC play. They're doing a lot of experimenting, which they do every year. Just kind of getting you know some some guys in there, getting ready, giving SEC experience or get them college baseball experience. Um, Blake Tidwell, you saw as a true freshman on Saturday, got the start. Um, so they got some new guys sprinkled in there as well. So I'm excited where this, you know, lineup kind of goes and also the pitching rotation. So hopefully a lot of success down the road for Tennessee baseball. Most important of the week. Most important of the week. Um, thought about, I mean, I should have had that ready. Um, you know, I've got to go with, uh, I got to go with the sun. Um, the sun was operating this weekend at an all-time high. Um, worked so hard that uh, they they got a uh, an, NHL, an NHL game, the NHL Classic, um, postponed until midnight. Yeah. Oh I mean, man, it worked. It worked so hard that I mean, it, it got games postponed until midnight. Um, did you see that by chance? I didn't see that, um, dude. The freaking you need to look it up when we get off here. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, look it up. Um, the NHL did it in, so, I mean, they usually do it in like a stadium or something, but they did it in, mm-hmm. on a golf course in Lake Tahoe and the backdrop for it was freaking gorgeous. Um, uh, but the, sun Oh, I did was, see that. I yeah. did see the mountains. Yeah. Uh, the sun was out all day though. So, um, and as a guy who, you know, I, I, I've been around my fair share of ice and, uh, ice doesn't work with sun. I don't know if you guys knew that, um, or not, but, uh, it will melt it. Um, and, uh, I don't know if you know this either, uh, ice hockey needs ice to be played. Um, so they did have to postpone that until midnight where they could get the ice ready. They played the first period, um, and then didn't finish, didn't start the second until midnight. Big Zamboni guy. (laughs) Big Zamboni guy. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, my first one is Caleb Pendleton, um, player for Florida Atlantic was a two for five. His, uh, first two hits as a college baseball player were grand slams eight rbis yeah that's uh pretty impressive impressive. i mean take a picture videotape it because that you will never get another opportunity like that and you said he was two of five correct yes so the two hits he had are (laughs) bombs (laughs) not only like you know your first college game but also your two hits period yeah (laughs) (laughs) two for two i mean that that's that's a good average yeah uh, yeah for sure um, anytime he connects, you know, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, my next one, I've got Kelly Harper, um, little, little Pat summit esque to her team at, at the halftime of the uh, South Carolina game. Um, I, I actually, when I read it, I read it in Pat summit's voice. It sounded mm. so Pat summity. Uh, she said, I called them soft and told them to put their big girl pants on. Ooh. Um, yeah, just very came across. Like I even saw the stare Pat summit gave them. Um, mm. so I love the fire. Uh, and it's, you know, it's it, first off, Kelly Harper baller. 
um, both as a coach and a player. I, it stinks that you know they had that letdown yesterday at Georgia, tough loss. Um, but that program is trending in the absolute right direction. So yeah, absolutely. Um, my next one is Tarleton State. Okay. Did you see this? I didn't. I just like the name. Tarleton State um, defeats FCS. Tarleton State defeats mm. FBS. New Mexico State, forty-three to seventeen, oh. and to put a little cherry on top, if you will, Tarleton State just moved up this year from Division Two to FCS. Yeah, okay, not good, New Mexico State, <laughs> not good. Forty-three. Yeah, that's, that's put it pretty, on them. That's pretty insane. Um, my last one. Is, they scored twenty-three uh, in the first quarter. That's nuts. My last one is a uh, fail slash most important, so we'll, we'll segue into that. Um, did you see the dunk this week that broke the internet and the backboard? Did you see it? I didn't, no. Um, I'll have to send it to you. Uh, a 6'10 center um, went up to dunk it. He did get fouled. I'll give him credit for that. He did get fouled, but he broke the backboard, and normally we're like, God, that's awesome, but he missed the dunk. And I think when you miss the dunk and break the backboard, I think that's not good. That's not good. I love a good backboard breaking dunk, but you got to complete the dunk. Yeah, got gotta, to. Got to. So sorry, you get a fail. My next fail is uh, Jalen Johnson, the Duke freshman, um, and probably lottery pick, opted out of the 2020-2021 season. And they won, At, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They they've been winning now, but they were losing, and you know the. the Good on Duke, I guess, but I mean, you you just quit. Yeah, no, that's quitting, opting out. You played more than half the season. You didn't opt. Yeah, out. you quit. Why do you, you at least fake an injury? I think that's my shoulder. Fake a scurvy. <laughs> yeah, fake, fake a good scurvy there. <laughs> um, my next one is uh, oh hey, I got one more most important. We'll jump back to it after fails. Um, okay. But my my next fail is uh. Did you see the uh, ref, I believe it was for North Dakota's football game this Saturday, um, that just dropped the F-bomb with his mic on after halftime? I did, yeah. Good for him. (laughs) I love it. Big fan of uh, refs leaving the mics on. You always get something (laughs) good from it. Um, I think that's all I got. Uh, Most important that – Deion Sanders won his first college game as a coach, but uh, you, fail for the bizarre. They got it back. Yeah, apparently it was in, in his office. Well, he's stating that it was returned. Someone got scared, I guess, and brought it back. But um, Did you see what happened at their, their stadium <laughs> on Saturday? Hmm. It's like the whole city was like frozen over, you know, because of the storms. Um and they had no running water, and they had to bring in porter potties uh, because, like, there's there the bathrooms couldn't be open for the stadium. I can't believe they played hmm. if that was the situation. I don't know if that's a lot. Like, I don't know. There is stink I guess in there. I guess they're in Mississippi, um, so that's why there's no rules regarding bathrooms there. Um, but that yeah, doesn't. They just seem, go wherever. <laughs> seems like the health department would frown upon that um, in most right. states. Uh, could be wrong. Um, my. Most my last most important. Do you have any more fails before I go into this? That's all I got. That's all I got. Okay, so this is another most important. Um, Tennessee soccer playing their spring season. Uh, so far, they played two games: Gardner Webb and Appalachian State, beating them by a combined thirteen to zero. 
beat Gardner Webb six to nothing, and then this Sunday beat App State Sunday or Saturday, one of the days this weekend beat App State seven to nothing. Hmm. Also, did you see um, Oklahoma's Spencer Jones get wrecked? Yeah, I kind of feel bad for him. I don't. I didn't see what happened before the video, so like, I you know maybe maybe he was a dick before it, but um, it looked like his friend was being the dick, and he got yeah. the brunt of it. So, yeah, yeah, feel not a little good. bad for him there. <laughs> Choose your friends wisely, kids. Yeah, not only did you get your ass whooped, you got your ass whooped on a nasty bathroom floor in a bar. So, on a viral video now too. Yeah, yeah. So, hate it for him. Yeah, that's uh. Don't be an ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Advice of the day. <laughs> and, and he should have, you know, it, all, yeah. You saw the video. You get it. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch out who you, uh, you know, be a butthole to. Everybody's an MMA fighter nowadays, too. Oh, yeah. Everybody, everybody should, takes classes. Everybody should know, yeah. We, everybody should it, know. It, it wasn't MMA. It's CrossFit. It's two totally different <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Guys, appreciate you listening. As always, we'll be back Wednesday night. Hey, you get another pregame show. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, Brutus is out. Brutus is. Yeah, he's uh, chilling with me today. A little whiny. Brutus, say hey to the camera. (laughs) All right, guys. Enjoy your night. Go watch The Bachelor. I got to get caught up. My wife's already mad. Um, We're bringing the boat in, and we out.